Hello and welcome to the Spaceport America podcast with me, Alice Carruth. I'm the Public Information Officer for the New Mexico Spaceport Authority, the state agency that manages Spaceport America. And in today's episode, we're going to be talking about the Space Valley Coalition. And I've got a couple of participants who are members of that coalition who are going to tell us a little bit more about what this means for the state of New Mexico. So my guests on this episode are TJ Cook and Randy Trust, and they're going to talk a little bit about their organisations and what they're going to be doing as part of a coalition that's being formed here in the state of New Mexico. TJ, do you want to start? Thanks, Alice. Thanks for having us. This is a great opportunity. Um, TJ Cook, I'm the fund manager of Ingenuity Venture Fund and the executive director over the entrepreneurial programming that we do here at CNM Ingenuity. CNM Ingenuity is a Research Park Act entity. We're a nonprofit under the wings, under the governance of Central New Mexico Community College, um, which has purview over Central New Mexico's uh, community college needs. CNM Ingenuity was um, founded in 2015 to really be the innovation arm of the college. And uh, as we all know, the, the future of work, the future of learning, uh, is going through amazing changes, lots of disruption, and we really view Ingenuity as an entity that can help guide the college, but also the state of New Mexico um, through those changes and to the future. So I work specifically on the venture fund side of many of the things that we do. So we have $5 million under management in a micro VC fund that we use to invest in New Mexico based startups, especially those that could leverage the assets of the college, uh, the help that we can provide, and which uh, are are building something that will need future workforce that the college and ingenuity might be able to, to provide. So um, our, our portfolio is visible at ingenuityventurefund.com, and you can see how that is all structured. Um, we have over 10 companies in that portfolio. Very exciting, very fun job to have from day to day. Um, I would say specific to this coalition, both the college and CNM Ingenuity are, uh, we get super excited about what are the big domains of the future period, but also those that can specifically be game changers for New Mexico. And therefore, how do we as a college plug into that? How can we help to push, to support, that so that we get the whole of the opportunity in front of us and aerospace and space specifically is absolutely one of those domains we want to stay very supportive of very close to and frankly help help drive through the many different tools and mechanisms that we have uh, to do that so that's why we're super happy to be a part of the space valley coalition and Alice, if I could just jump on on top of, I think I think part of this conversation we're going to have today is about breaking down some of the misconceptions that we see about space in the space industry. And the fact that TJ is on this call representing a community college affiliated uh, uh, organization is really important because uh, when people think about space, they immediately think about rocket scientists and billionaires and uh, you know, the, 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 the top 1%, right, in both education as well as financial resources. Uh, 
the the blue collar workforce that we're going to be seeing as this industry matures, the amount of labor that's going to take uh, from all different types of sectors that aren't in specializations in research and development at the university level uh, is is going to be tremendous. And I think, you know, maybe TJ, maybe you could add just a couple of things about how programs like yours feed into what the future of the sector is going to look like. Sure. And then, Randy, you got to give your introduction, but um, yeah, absolutely. A technical workforce is going to be needed in the future of space. Um, we need uh, software engineers that are building applications that will be used either in tandem with terrestrial applications adapted for space or entirely in space. We need uh, electrical and mechanical engineers. We need uh, assemblers. We need uh, accountants. Uh, we need healthcare providers that are space aware. Like it's it's a paradigm shift to be sure when we're at this point in time where the past 50 years, space has been a domain of government, um, government programming, government uh, controlled systems, private, very private in that regard to the next 50 years being um, space having its internet moment in the sense that if you look back at what happened with the internet, DARPA based funding, uh, the idea of uh, the government harnessing better ways of connecting researchers and science and everything like that to then the the private sector getting a hold of this amazing tool and building amazing applications on top of it. Space, we believe, is, and not just we, but the vast majority of analysts and thinkers in the world believe that space is going to be uh, commercially led from here on out. You see that with SpaceX, you see that with Starlink, especially as kind of a, a nice poster child of what is to come. And because of that, you need a whole gamut. It's a whole marketplace, the whole industry that needs a whole gamut of workforce, not just, to Randy's point, the rocket scientists, which we absolutely still need, um, but technicians and accountants and, and that whole support workforce. So uh, again, we are a community college. We're, we're not going to skate to uh, starting to train uh, rocket science who need like eight years of education, but we are going to provide and make sure that New Mexico has plenty of the, the supporting workforce that's going to be part of the bigger journey. So Randy, you did a really good job. Thank you so much, TJ, for at, you know explaining that, which I think is such an important message. It's certainly something I've been piping on about for the several years as a media graduate myself, that I work in aerospace and you don't have to be a rocket scientist. But Randy, you, you did a really good job steering that year, but we haven't introduced yourself and what it is you're representing and where you are right now, which is in the Q station, which I want to hear a little bit more about. Sure, yeah. So again, thanks for having us on. Uh, these are conversations we're trying to have all around the state to get people excited about this industry. Because uh, in my experience, having worked in economic development for close to 20 years now, this is the most exciting opportunity I've seen in the state uh, in my entire career uh, and, and, and thrilled to be working hands-on in it. Uh, but I am executive director of Q Station, uh, which is an incubator in Knob Hill in Albuquerque. Um, it's kind of a convenient location for the industry. Uh, this is a nascent uh, new industry that was uh, unanticipated until we had folks like Elon Musk come out and do some things that people thought weren't possible. And then you saw this explosion of, of innovation and this whole new pathway for what space is going to look like for America. Uh, but 
the problem is it's a hodgepodge of of different types of folks that don't work together the way you would traditionally see in a more mature industry. So you've got you know, traditional defense contractors and the big primes, and you've got you know 25-year-old college students who are uh, inventing amazing technology with spatial applications that have no experience working for the government at all. And you see the start of commercial transactions happening within the industry, but yet at the end of the value chain, there's still the government somewhere that's paying for something. And that obviously will change as as, as we move forward, but, but that creates kind of a weird industry for right now. So we, we contract with the Air Force Research Lab to support them with the space industry ecosystem development in New Mexico. And a big part of that is just starting with a convening location, a location where we can get the folks, those college students and, you know, those, those defense contractors into a room for the same event and start having conversations with each other. Or these fledgling companies that are already at a disadvantage being tech startups, but an even greater disadvantage because they're deep tech startups in the space industry that really need a lot of extra support and assistance to increase the likelihood that they'll be able to commercialize their, their technologies. So we encourage all of that activity out of our co-working spot, lots of events. Uh, you can see, if you're watching this on video, you can see kind of behind me uh, what, the, what the facility looks like. Uh, and then the other part of what we do at QStation is we actually incubate space companies. So we're starting our second cohort um, this month, actually. And uh, we take companies from New Mexico, from around the country, and we also accept international companies. We have two international companies as part of this cohort. Uh, and uh, for us, it's uh, it's not an accelerator. Um, it's more of um, a year long of uh, wraparound business services and trying to build uh, business sophistication, sophistication and acumen within those companies, uh, because oftentimes, uh, like many tech companies, they're founded by uh, researchers or scientists. And one of the biggest hurdles they face in trying to take a, 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 a their, their technology to market is that they don't have a business background. So we're trying to all of those pieces together for them, the marketing and the PR, the helping them figure out how to manage their finances, uh, preparing them for the regulatory environment. Space, as you can imagine, is probably, if you're trying to get into space, the regulatory environment is one of the most severe you could possibly imagine. That's a mistake that a company can make and uh, and not have the privilege of even trying because they got themselves in trouble with the government because they were unaware of, of, of what they should have been prepared for. So we try and build all that in to increase the likelihood that these companies will go places in conjunction with our, our partners in Space Valley. So both of you have mentioned Space Valley and you both talked about what collaborations you're already doing in the industry. Can you tell me a little bit about what this coalition is, where it started and where you're hoping it will go with the state of New Mexico and this whole region? Your silence, Randy, means that I will do this. Um, I'll, I'll give it... I'll give it the college try, no pun intended, and then Randy can add on to that. Um, I would say it started opportunistically. Um, we came together uh, the fall of, or late late summer of 2021, um, because there's a there's a very exciting program through the Economic Development Administration called Build Back Better. Um, the Build Back Better Challenge, not the Build Back Better slate of things, but the, there's a specific Build Back Better Challenge that was funded um, and went after applications. Basically, the EDA was asking, hey, we want to build back better economically. If you um, have a coalition of organizations, they were specifically asking for coalitions 
who think they are on to building something that um, hits a few things, economic diversification for uh, an underserved region, uh, economically depressed regions, um, trending uh, industries that New Mexico, or sorry, USA wants to be uh, leaders in, um, and you have a going concern type uh, coalition that uh, has some traction, but can be uh, really elevated and, and accelerated through um, this challenge's money apply. So I actually got a call from Randy one day. He says, hey, TJ, I think you should go after this. What do you think? Of course, like, you know, we at Ingenuity like to say yes and. So he said, yes and, what do we do? Um, CNN ended up leading the application on behalf of the coalition that formed. It's a coalition of six different entities, two of them being CNN, CNN Ingenuity, Spaceport America, or the Spaceport Authority, which runs Spaceport America, um, New Mexico International Trade Alliance, Randy, New Space New Mexico. Uh, the city of Albuquerque ended up coming on board as well, and that's super exciting. So um, pretty awesome group of uh, organizations that together have started to punch above their weight and do what Randy was talking about and become and, and start to organize and align a lot of the different variables that are required to um, grab an opportunity in an emerging industry like space. We've really come together uh, across three really core pillars. One is we need destination and we need um, we need that social fabric and, and locations. Um, so the idea of having Space Valley branded uh, facilities all across New Mexico um, and testing and prototyping capabilities is one of the big pillars. So destination. Uh, the second pillar is workforce and industry connections. And that's, of course, our bailiwick. Um, but we're thinking pretty broadly here from pre-K all the way through adult learners. Uh, how do we build a pipeline? How do we build a community that is very tightly integrated with, A, the space companies, over 100 space companies we already have in New Mexico, but building that and, and making that pie bigger by attracting more industry. And finally, uh, capital and assets. So um, how do we bring funding that hitches right alongside programs like Q-Station's uh, soft landing program, New Space New Mexico's Igniter, some of the programs we do at Ingenuity, um, what Arrowhead Center is doing around Las Cruces, and bring space tech specific capital so that we can accelerate and, and draw great ideas, great founders to New Mexico to build and, and grow those companies. So that three pillar strategy was really the, the main thrust uh, of the, the pitch to um, the EDA. And we we're very excited to be one of the 60 winners of the phase one of that award. I believe there were 562 total applications from around the country. And Space Valley Coalition was one of only 60 that was funded for phase one. And essentially that the amount uh, that was tied to that phase one award allowed us to do the work that we're doing now, which is uh, pursue more funding opportunities, but most importantly, continue to grow this coalition, both in, in purpose and coming together around um, what is our thrust and what are our goals, but also include more entities in it. Uh, 
really the past six months, and Randy, I'll, I'll kick it over to you. We By going after another big grant opportunity, this time from the National Science Foundation, we've done just that. We've built more connectivity with our research institutions and, and universities. So I think we're, do, we're doing the work. Um, we could talk about the brand Space Valley too, but Randy, talk about how we went from our six organizations to how we're growing the coalition now. Sure, yeah, Thank, thanks, TJ. Um, one, one thing I'll just mention for context a little bit, and this goes back to the New Mexico story and the fact that for the national story, we, for some reason, have been left out of it, even though we play such an important role. When we talk to the folks at Air Force Research Lab, they like to refer to what they call the space triangle. And this is really the heart and soul of the space sector in America. And that is Colorado, which obviously has a lot of brass and decision and making and purchasing power. Now, probably one of the more thriving uh, new space markets, commercial markets for space. Uh, new Mexico has always been the heart and soul of research and development and testing for the space industry. And Southern California is where the primes take on the, the final manufacturing and start producing the things that, uh, that the government has used. It's, it's been a government sector. Uh, the sexy ones are Florida and Texas and locations where what happens? Launches happen, right? And everyone likes to see launches. We all get excited when we can see, you know, the trails in the sky, even as far from, you know, from New Mexico. Um, but, but, uh, the bulk of, of everything that goes into the sector is happening in that space triangle. And so Space Valley is really saying, okay, uh, and we're not trying to copy Silicon Valley. We're saying there's there's this thing called the Rio Grande Valley that that originates in Colorado and goes all the way through New Mexico. And along this whole corridor, spaceport included, you just have a gigantic list of important assets, uh, and and really makes us the most important region in the in the country for space. And so that's really what we're that's the story we're trying to get out. And that's uh, uh, and that's where all of these other pieces that TJ is describing now come into play. Because if we're gonna have the region, we have to have a healthy ecosystem. And like I alluded to a little bit earlier, uh, it's not a healthy ecosystem because it's brand new and it's weird and there's all kinds of gaps that need to be filled. And collectively, we're working to try and address all of those gaps. Uh, so we had a fantastic start with our Build Back Better effort. Uh, we have now actually this afternoon, we'll be turning in our NSF application uh, for a potential $160 million over 10 years. Um, adding to the list that TJ mentioned, uh, uh, Navajo Tech, uh, the uh, New Mexico Manufacturing Extension Partnership, a lot of um, STEM and STEAM education workforce, nonprofits, just a, an amazing group of institutions throughout the state uh, that are supporting this, this bigger vision. And what we're doing is, uh, as part of this continued um, storytelling and, and helping everyone understand the significance of what's happening, uh, is that there's a couple of major national issues that people are not paying attention to. One is that um, we are uh, battling every single day for space superiority against uh, adversaries that want to not make it open for exploration and commerce, but shut it down and militarize it. Um, you can imagine um, the national security threats that could come from space. But also, as we're teetering there in superiority, we're also teetering uh, on the commercial side in terms of superiority in this sector. And many people like TJ was, was, was talking about the significance of the internet as something that is now interwoven into all industries. It's, it's a foundation enabling technology for almost everything we do at this point. Space is going to be the next era of technology. We are at risk of not 
being the nation that leads the world into the next era of technology. And can you imagine what would happen if others, particularly certain adversaries, that lead? Uh, what we have learned now as this commercial sector is evolving is that it will take the private commercial space industry to win this race. The innovation is going to come from private companies and the rapid acceleration of the commercial space market. That market will not advance. And we're competing with other countries that are that are uh, sta have state-owned enterprises and are subsidizing this effort. Uh, and so, uh, so us filling the gap in this ecosystem to let a natural industry emerge and excel is uh, is is the most important thing that we could be working on. Right. So this particular proposal, I won't go too far into the details, um, but we're we're taking it from use-based research and things like how. If we describe the space as being something like the internet, then why in our research institutions do they isolate space research into its own discipline when we know that it has impacts on healthcare and, and many other research disciplines? So we know at, from, from the research phase, we need to desegregate well, the space research that's happening and, 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 and converge it with other disciplines. Um, we know that we need a lot of help in helping uh, scientists who are uh, not business people who have promising patents get to a point where they could start to work with somebody like TJ in a venture studio or take participate in our incubator that business is just not that far along yet. We need to fill that gap and provide resources to support tech to get them to a commercialization stage. Uh, and then the commercialization stage itself, where uh, we're bolstering programs like the Launchpad here with New Space New Mexico, like ours, uh, here at Q Station, all the various workforce programs that are extremely important uh, at the university and community colleges level. I mean, just thinking of TJ's uh, Internet of Things program alone is is tremendous for, for this work that's being done. And then scaling, uh, bringing these companies to a point uh, where where folks like MEP are providing support and helping them develop advanced manufacturing uh, protocols or how they're going to manufacture their stuff. If it's in space, we know people aren't going to do it. Advanced manufacturing has to come along with the sector. Uh, so, so we're really trying to create this full comprehensive ecosystem that, that addresses full gaps that we've identified that are holding us back from winning this, this space race. So both of you have alluded to why this state and why this region what is it you think that sets New Mexico apart from the rest of the nation that really does provide a good system to grow this economy, to grow this space sector? TJ, do you want to start? There's some, there's some, that's a great question. Um, there's some really important and pragmatic uh, facts. We have a huge vertical landing zone and the ability to test certain things and launch, especially in this state, uh, embodied by Spaceport America, White Sands Missile Range, uh, are a fantastic place uh, with lots of space for space. So uh, literally, and we, I, I think Scott uh, at Spaceport has said this, but, or who owns it or coined it, but well, your first mile is free in New Mexico as well, because we are we are a mile high. Um, uh, we have a lot of um, research and federal dollars that uh, flow to and then through New Mexico. Um, Gabe, you mentioned, or Randy, you mentioned Air Force Research Lab. Uh, uh, 
and their tech engagement office especially has, has made amazing uh, moves to support local economic development through their uh, tech engagement office, Gabe Mounts, Matt Petro there. And uh, there's almost a billion dollars that gets spent either directly on or adjacent to um, space force needs and uh, directed energy and things like that that are very space specific uh, domains. So that's not just AFRL, that's also San Diego National Labs, uh, Los, Al Los Alamos National Labs. So that there are government customers here. And as space is really going to be led by the commercial sector, those commercial startups still need government contracts and need to adapt um, their products and platforms for government use cases, which makes us a great place for companies either to locate or have significant presence. So that's very pragmatic thinking as a biz dev person myself. Um, I would say those, those two things are the things that come to mind. We have space assets, we have space customers here, and we have, uh, and uh, yeah, the vertical landing uh, launch area itself is, is a pretty huge reason for why New Mexico. And I'd say the last thing I'd say is on the workforce, the talent side, a lot of really smart people who I struggle to understand on a daily basis in terms of the science and the technology they are working on, but uh, by whom I'm very impressed. I, I was reading the, the biography of Oppenheimer um, over, over Christmas and last fall, kind of ahead of the, the Christopher Nolan film that'll be coming out. Um, that's our heritage. Oppenheimer fell in love with New Mexico when he was a teenager, uh, hiked the same mountains I hike in the Pecos wilderness. Um, and he wrote in his journal one day, man, I love physics. I'm paraphrasing. I love physics and I love New Mexico. How could I bring these two things together? And now we have Los Alamos National Labs, the, the heritage of the Manhattan Project, the, the deep and difficult science that has happened there. We're we already have that story. We, we're now in a position to continue it and accelerate it, which is very exciting as a, as a lifelong New Mexican um, to be working on that. Yeah, I agree 100% with TJ. Um, I'll, I'll say that as the, you know, as the frustrated New Mexican that just wants to see the state live up to the potential that, 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 that it has, um, you know, it all, as DJ was mentioning, revolves around this blessing slash curse that we've had with this, this tremendous wealth of federal research, primarily defense research that's occurred. And those of us who have been involved in economic development for many years um, have put a lot of effort and strategy into commercialization out of the lab system. And, uh, you know, we're going on 50 years now probably of doing this hoping that it's going to land some significant companies some new companies, the startups that will change the world. Um, and it just hasn't been the success that we've been hoping for. And I think one of the main reasons why that's the case is because so much of that research is either still basic or it has such niche government applications or defense applications that building a, a commercial sector around it is, uh, is not as easy as, it, as we would hope that it would be. And that's why I like to say that I, I see this as a once in a generation opportunity because all of those assets that TJ described, we have a brain trust and testing facilities and huge federal investments and something that almost, you know, in the grand scheme of things, overnight is emerging into a multi-trillion dollar industry over a, a short period of time. 
sorry about that. We have everything that we need uh, to take advantage of it. Uh, and I don't, I can't, I, I don't know when that will happen again. And that's why we have to, as a community, come together and as a space valley, come together to take advantage of it. Because I will say, we're not the only ones that have figured the, the size and significance of what this could mean to your economy. And we also happen to be a region that, that isn't, you know, bankrolled with the kind of funds that you see in Texas and, uh, and, and on the coasts. And, um, there are other regions of the country that are investing billions of dollars to catch up to where we're at. And they will catch up if we're not continuously moving, uh, forward and onward in our strategy. Uh, so just, just a different way to look at, uh, at what TJ was, was mentioning in terms of the sense of urgency and, and, you know, why it's great that we have everything that we have, but we can't assume that it's ours for the taking. I completely agree. As an imported New Mexican, it's one thing to, to see this from the outside looking in. I've lived here for nine years now, and I'm fascinated by the fact that we've been sat on the birthplace of the U.S. space program for nearly 100 years. You know, it was back when Robert Goddard came down here in the 1930s that rocketry really started here. And yet we've never branded ourselves as being the birthplace and has continued to be the birthplace of, of new technology that's come out that's been used worldwide. And I think coming together and thinking of us as a space valley that kind of brings in the Silicon Valley thought and, and the space coast uh, use of words, but really thinks of us as this whole region that could be a place to come and build and test and launch all in one location that can really help businesses start up from the ground up is an exciting prospect for my inherent, you know, inherent new home that I'm very proud of. So I'm very excited that the both of you are involved in this and I want to thank you both. And we're glad that the Spaceport could be part of it. If there was somebody listening now that thinks what a great thing to get involved in, I'd love to be able to see how we can fit in. How do they find out more about the Space Valley Coalition and what it is you're trying to do? We have a simple website, uh, spacevalley.org.org. Um, at the bottom of there, you can drop us a line and uh, that'll come to our inboxes and we'll be happy to connect with you from there either uh, representing you know the whole space valley or connecting you to any member thereof um it's it's uh so yeah that's that's the easiest way to get in touch with us is through the through the website and what about for both of you if they want to learn more about the q station randy how can they find out about a bit more about them and what you guys do over there very simple, just qstation.tech, uh, and you can you'll be able to contact us or see our cohort, and learn a little bit about the space. So that's that's probably the easiest route. And also, in, I was gonna say when you're passing through Albuquerque, uh, or if you're in Albuquerque, we are here pretty much eight to six Monday through Friday. Stop by, come in, say hello. And for for my couple of hats, good old cnm.edu is a website we recently gussied it up um, for the new year so you can eventually lead you to cnmingenuity.org which is specific to the the nonprofit arm but both of those websites can get you uh, in the know about what we're up to and as you can tell from this podcast episode we are all about collaboration working together and making sure you find your way around whatever ecosystem it is you're looking for in the state of new mexico I want to thank my guests, TJ Cook and Randy Trask today, who have joined us to talk about the Space Valley Coalition, and we'll make sure we add some more details on our link on our website. Thank you.